this is Ankita. No Nalini here this time. And I'm so glad you're here listening to Prickly Fierce, the podcast where we celebrate brown women with uninhibited views. I'm so glad to have our guest for the show today, Aisha. I know Aisha will probably do a better job at introducing herself than I will. So Aisha, do you want to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Hey, Ankita, thank you so much for having me here. And yes, I would love to be a part of your journey where you exhibit the viewpoint of a brown lady and their challenges. Well, making it very short, my name is Aisha. I hail from South India, Bangalore. I'm a fun-loving person who believes in socializing every minute of life. And I believe life has, has something to offer you. So once you stop learning, you start dying. That's my motto of life. On, on a family level, I'm a mother of two daughters. Uh, one is 18, the other is nine. But yes, uh, being a mother is a journey in itself and I'm em- enjoying every bit of it. I love it. And it's so pertinent to have you on this show because you're a mom yourself and you have kids. And we'd love to know what did your mother say that you hope not to repeat to your kids? I'm in my mid-40s right now. So this this incident happened back in the late 80s or mostly early 90s. I must have been 8, 9, less than 10 definitely. And my dad had enrolled us for the swimming classes, me and my two elder brothers. I remember very significantly, very clearly, while I was getting stepping into the pool for the first time, she held my hand very nicely, very gently and very firmly and lovingly she said you really want to do this let's go buy gold jewelry rather she said that to me let's go buy gold rather and I was like uh, no I'd prefer the dip that is a very strong uh, opening tell us a little bit about your mom before we delve more into the situation and the impact it's had on you because you clearly remembered it but 30 plus years later? Yes, it's one of the golden memories I hold in my heart till I die. But having said that, my mom is a very um, daredevil kind of a personality. If I am 40s, my mom is clearly in her 70s now. So if she's in her 70s now, she might have been her uh, in her youth years in the early 70s. During those times when it was very difficult for an Indian woman living in India to have her own point of view, my mom was one among the ladies who volunteered to go hiking in the Himalayas, foothills of Himalayas to be more precise. And she was coming from a Muslim family, which is more, uh, I wouldn't say orthodox, we are more conservative. So uh, in, coming from a conservative Muslim family, it was an even bigger challenge for her to convince her family. But she had the, the, she had the aura and the guts to not do the expedition once, but more than once. She finished that and uh, she still has memories of it. And being a part of an expedition is one thing, but being the leader of the expedition is the other thing. She was the leader. And uh, I really, uh, I, I do have her paper cuttings from the 70s still preserved, where she was uh, portrayed on a, uh, as the lead of the battalion for NCC cadets in the Himalayan uh, foothills. You should absolutely send us that cutting. We, we're going to, like, that would be a treasure. 
that is a treasure for me and my family definitely yes so so it's like you know uh, she is a very daredevil personality she is of a open mindset where she doesn't believe that gender should hold you back she went uh, hiking in the foothills of himalayas in the 70s today it's the craze after uh, all the adventure clubs have opened up but back then it was an opportunity which not everybody got so despite being that kind of a, a humongous personality and vision visionary she said uh, let's go buy jewelry so it was like two mixed things that were happening at the same time do you have an hypothesis of what happened in her life that took her from being this i'm going to call her our first prickly pear or one of our first batch of prickly pears right because she did go against the norm do have a very strong opinion follow um what she wanted to do to the place where she was standing by your side at the pool saying don't jump let's go get jewelry instead do you have a hypothesis how the transition happened uh, well more than the hypothesis uh, i would say like you know when she was a daredevil it was the 70s early 70s and when i was stepping into the pool for the first time it was accepted as the early 90s it was a clearly two decade transition so in right. this two decades there were many things that she had gone through she had gone through marriage she had gone through relationship she had gone through motherhood of three kids managing a joint family there were many things and definitely uh, i believe in joint family system i i these days very rarely we get to experience the joint family system but i have grown up in a joint family system and i believe in that system to build an individual's personality to a level undescribable or unimaginable it teaches you in different dimensions in life but having said that joint family system also demands a little bit of compromise and if you are uh, like the head of the family where you need to manage a group of people my mom was the oldest daughter in law so she had to manage a group of uh, uh, 10 brother in laws and sister in laws altogether so managing that big of a household is definitely a challenge you hardly have time left for yourself when you're engrossed with family children and in-laws so i feel that was the thing that took out the life out of her passion for for life one of the reasons we think it's very important for us to talk about topics like these is because um mothers have one of the greatest influences of our lives right the whole world can say something we come back crying to our mom and our mom says no it's going to be all right and we're like okay it's going to be all right kind of thing right like we expect society to be kind of mean kind of nice like uh, unpredictable but our moms are like on our corner and usually what they say has a lot of impact on our lives um i'm very curious when she said that like well before i go in further do you swim i do i do so you did learn how I, to swim i'm not a very good swimmer but i did take the course amazing what what was the impact the statement had on you see initially it was like a shock because uh, being a girl uh, of that uh, age group i did have uh, liking for jewelry I, i would want to buy like even in uh, though it was the 90s but i was given the privilege or the freedom to choose my own gold jewelry forget about the artificial so i i i have been gold shopping since the age of 8 or 9 so yes i did have a liking for that and she did give a very good deal to me but then the thing that struck me in that pool that day was uh, okay 
she's going to buy me gold jewelry what is she going to buy the other two my brothers were also there is she going to buy them anything then i saw they were not have offered a deal only i was offered the deal so i was like uh, a little rebellious throughout my childhood and my youth that where i always used to compete with my brothers that if they can do it i can do it why should i not do it why should they do it kind of thing so with that attitude i was like no i want to go please i want to go and for me uh, my role model and my uh, pillar in life is my dad he was just standing at the side of the pool and he just gave my mom a fair chance to try herself out but when he heard me say no i want to get into the pool he said okay let it be you asked her and she has made her decision let's leave she is going swimming so it's like uh, yes my dad's support and appreciation has brought me to the level where i am today and i owe it all to my parents but yes uh, having said that the one thing that pushed me more into the pool is i want to learn everything that my brothers did the, in that moment did you also feel that you were different from your brothers like because you talked about how they were not offered the deal but you were and i'm very curious were there other instances in life where your brothers were offered something else and you were offered something differently um i did feel it at that point of time that why am i'm being asked for this but then when my dad said clearly that okay she has made her decision i had this uh, relief in my mind that i will be making my decisions and nobody else so the choice is always mine kind of thing yes uh, see i believe by nature god has made us different a man is different from a woman the abilities for a man and a woman are naturally slightly different though their powers their imagination their attitude towards life can be compared to the same level but then by nature they are a little different that's why they are born different i believe in that but having said that when the decision is left to the child of whatever it is whether it's to pursue my career whether i want whether i want to ride a bike or i want to drive a car whether it is about uh, me leaving the house at certain after a certain hour or after sunset is safe or not all these things do walk past your life but i feel they never left back a mark because uh, i always got to make my own decision and where uh, if uh, supposing it was considered a little unsafe for the female to to stay out later or to go to a certain locality and stuff it was taken care of but i was not stopped from doing what i was wanted always and i think that that's a big privilege because when i listen to a lot of stories um it's not a privilege everyone has and we're talking about things our moms said that we won't repeat to our kids or to other women or anywhere right what do you wish your mom had said differently in this situation like could she have said something differently i just wish she would not have placed the gold bet on the table <laughs> because that, that makes it hard of, yes yeah that that was kind of intimidating i was like what is there in a pool that she's offering me something so big yeah that makes why, you think why that trade like why swimming versus gold see it was something like this i was brought up in a gulf country that was oman to be more precise mm-hmm. and there at that point of time there were not many swimming classes happening 
so we had to drive every day around uh, 20 to 30 kilometers just to reach the hotel and then uh, take up our swimming classes that was not an issue because any of my brothers were going the issue was the hotel was a seven star hotel and that was the only place where they were offering uh, uh, swimming classes for the kids girls and boys together stuff because of that because it being a seven star hotel it was an expensive bet so i can understand i i come from an upper middle class family i'm i'm not so being from an upper middle class family shelling out a seven star hotel billing for three kids definitely would have been challenging at that point of time i agree to that completely maybe that was the reason she thought instead of shelling a bomb on a swimming class we rather invested in gold which will eventually be of use to her why was it true for you and not your brothers because i would wear gold and they would not well i'm i'm sure that she could have offered them something <laughs> like see i i don't know why it was placed only for me and not for my brothers uh maybe uh, how as i said she came from uh, she moved into a joint family system where she lived a, a typical conservative muslim family lifestyle so there probably she thought even if i learned swimming i wouldn't make much use of it in the future i would have i would not be using it anywhere in the future because i can't bring it back to home to india and there were not many competitions and stuffs happening at, at that point of time for girls i suppose mm-hmm. so probably that's why she thought when if it's a skill that she is not going to make use of why spend so much and i feel one more thing i would like to play, say over here is my brother was a very good swimmer he still is a very good swimmer much much better than i was so maybe he she judged by as a mother that i have fear for water or whatsoever i would not do well in that skill i don't know what her mindset was but i'm assuming all sorts of answer, answers possible that maybe she judged i was not good at that skill because i am not a good swimmer i can barely manage and get out but my brother was a good swimmer i have i have two questions that come to mind so i'm going to ask them in no particular order the first one is do you remember the swimming pool on that day were were there was there a gender ratio there was it mostly boys or did were there girls there because that sometimes plays an unconscious um role in our decisions right so do you remember if i close my eyes i can still view the pool it was a bright sunny afternoon it was a it was a big pool and uh, there were a lot of people over there i agree there were a lot of people over there a lot of children no gender bias they would i feel yes there were more of boys than girls as learners over there but when it came to the adults there was no gender bias and most of the adults in the pool were either male or female but not many browns most of them were whites so maybe yeah. as a brown mom she thought it is of no use for a brown person to learn swimming mom not part of a culture kind of a thing have you discussed this with your mom ever since like told her remember that time at the swimming pool see it's almost 30 years now since it's happened okay it's almost 30 years now since it's happened and i have never discussed with her until recently just last month i met my mom and i said ma you remember you did this to me she's like no way i can never do that to you she doesn't even remember probably it was just a passing comment for her i know and that that's the part that um really hits home you know like 
we've, we've recorded the episode and released the one um, on what my mom said, what Nalini's mom said. And in almost all cases, it, it isn't... It isn't these very deep intentional moments that our moms are saying something to us. For them, like my mom used to say, think like the episode of my mom. She, for her, it was like a light passing comment, right? And one wouldn't imagine that it would have an impact years later. Um, and it it is similar for a lot of these things. I listen. Some sometimes it's intentional, of course, uh, when there are stronger statements. But sometimes they say things which they may not remember and they weren't didn't imagine would have such a big impact and it did right um, and i think that that's really interesting and important what would you say differently to your kids okay so it's like uh, are you going to try uh, offer them gold <laughs> no it's like this okay, see it's it's like this we all have our own story and we all have our own mistakes to make and to learn from them so when i saw this because i was the only girl child in my family and somewhere i felt okay fine as a girl there is a different slight difference of treatment culturally in being being an indian so i thought i will i will never do this to my children i am not going to do this to my children I, in fact i will teach my boys to be able to handle a household sweep mop and cook food that was my mindset so i don't know why i think i had a very strong mindset so god bless me only with two daughters <laughs> with no boys he probably wanted to save the boys from me but having said that even with the girls i was like no i am not going to let them stop anywhere so my attitude towards my daughters is that whatever opportunity and whatever chance that they get to learn or uh, even if it's not a workshop or a learning class or a session if they're getting an opportunity to perform or to do something in school i would tell them hands down you have to pick it up so having said that i don't leave them a choice whether they want to do it or not i tell them it's out and it's announced in the school you are participating in the contest whatever be it you are going i want you to grab every opportunity to learn in every dimension possible that's how i was with my older girl that it has to be a perfectionist mom making the perfectionist oh, no. child <laughs> but what happens is um parenting is not pottery parenting is gardening you just sow the seed and give them the required nourishment and they grow their own way towards the sunlight whereas in pottery you make sure the it's a perfect shape with symmetry and you are putting getting your hands dirty in doing that so why i call parenting is gardening is because the plant grows by itself in its own direction a pot is made the way you want to make it yeah and and i'm sure it's an experience in itself right like I'm, when you are looking at your daughters you recalling how your mom brought you up um and in the spirit of the show i went overboard no that you did not go no, overboard no no <laughs> I, i would like to say here that in my journey of parenting i used the pottery technique for my first child and i'm using the gardening technique for my second child after learning from the first child exactly and i, and I think that's that's the constant learning journey right so hopefully all yes. the current future mothers listening here or even people who 
are around a kid and not necessarily mothers themselves um the parenting can be hard there's no perfect thing like our moms made mistakes we'll make mistakes um tell me is is there one thing which you have said to your daughter either of the two which you wish you hadn't <laughs> okay i this i i always use this dialogue with both my daughters more with my older one than with my second one but it's a funny dialogue i use it in a fun way but i think it's a wrong statement for any parent to make okay the dialogue is from matilda i'm big you're small i'm right you're wrong and there's nothing you can do about it meaning i have seen life i know more so just follow my instructions don't use your brains that's the gist of the dialogue which i have been using with my older daughter and i feel it's wrong they need to make their mistakes to learn yeah and i and i do think like at some point every parent has got gotten so exasperated with the question they're just like enough like i'm the parent you're the child just listen to me oh my god um aisha i loved the journey that you took us through right right from what your mom said the situation a little bit about your mom the impact it's had on you and probably it led you to being the absolute rebel that you are today and that how it's translating into your life as a mom i really appreciate you coming out here with your story do you have any closing comments for us the one thing i would like to share with all brown moms okay uh, even today we we are there globally we are educated we are working and we are homemakers whatever we are deep down inside we know we are brown moms okay so when it comes to the journey of parenting we put our child forward as the priority and we keep ourselves last i don't say we sh- that's wrong but then i feel there is a time when you need to prioritize yourself also taking care of yourself concentrating on your learning concentrating on your development and stuff like that and in this journey of keeping ourselves last we are getting so frustrated that at the end of the day we throw it up on the child i'm doing this for you i'm doing that for you i take care of this i take care of that and this is what i get in return no respect no cooperation i feel that is like a burnout it's like you are accumulating all the money in a pile and then you're burning it out you're getting you're not even having it and you're not even getting it so it's rather that you accumulate a smaller pile and you use it for yourself meaning keep your happiness and your child happiness at par with each other so both of you are enjoying the life so that when you get burnt out the other doesn't have to suffer the heat your 30 second dialogue there reminded me of almost every single brown parent i have ever come across i was like at the end they're all be like we've done so much for you and this is what we get in return oh my god like it was just like this epiphany i'm like every listener we have here today can probably relate to that and it's true exactly and that uh, that is one dialogue like which like when i heard it in my childhood i felt i'm never going to use it on my child but that is one dialogue you cannot get away with you do use it <laughs> when we we laugh so much i have like little tears coming down my face but um and i don't think this is this is just a brown woman thing it is probably more pronounced in us but i see mothers worldwide struggling in balancing their priorities with the 
priorities of managing a child and everything else but i should thank you so much that's all from me it was great having you here your mom said don't swim i love the fact that you swim and you wouldn't say it again to anyone around on behalf of prickly peers we are out Bye.